Psachim Perik Yud, Mishnah Dalid, 10.4. Now we go on to the second of the four stages of the Pesach Seder. So, Mazgulo Kosheni. We now pour for him, meaning for the leader of the Pesach Seder, his second cup. Again, it's also peculiar. Normally one wouldn't make a drink porch, a second cup to drink of wine after making Kiddush um, prior to washing his hands and bringing out the bread. So that also prompts questions. It also will allow us to say the Haggadah, so to speak, through the Mitzvah of Magid of Sipurit Mitzrayim over a coast. So that's what comes next. But then, Vikan Haben Shol Aviv. And at this point, the son begins to ask his father questions. Bartun understands that the word Vikan is actually the wrong gear, so it should be Vachain, which means something like, and it would be proper at this point for the child to start asking questions. Vimein Das Baven, if the child doesn't have the sufficient. Uh, mental sophistication to ask questions Aviv Malamdo, the father will then teach him, actually prompt him to ask the questions and this brings us to the preamble of the Magid, which is the Manishtana. As the Mishnah says the father will teach him to say Manishtana Halayla Hazeh Mikol Halelos what makes this night different from all other nights and now we have the four questions Shabuchol Halelos Anu Ochlin Chametz Matzah other nights we eat Chametz or Matzah Halayla Hazeh Kulo Matzah, but tonight it's Exclusively matzah. That's the first question. Second of all, shabachol halelos anu ochlin shar yurakos. On other nights, we eat a whole variety of regular vegetables. Halayla hazeh maror. But tonight, we even have maror, this bitter vegetable, which is again a strange thing to eat. Note, Tosos points out it doesn't say that kulo maror because it's, indeed, it's not kulo maror. There's other vegetables besides maror, but maror is included, and that is indeed strange. So why? What? Bitterness, are you recalling? The third question is: Basart Sali. All the nights we eat meat that is roasted, shaluk, or sometimes it's sort of like cooked long in water, umavashel, or cooked in water as normal, like boiled, you know, pot roast or something like that, or boiled in a pot, or stew, all the kind of things. But tonight, everything is just roasted meat. Now, this mission is going like the Tana, who holds it's Bentema, who holds that the Chagiga also is eaten the same way that the Pesach is eaten, meaning it's roasted. So since both the Chagiga and the Korban Pesach are eaten roasted, the question is, why is everything roasted? Why nothing else besides roasted meat? Now, of course, this isn't the question we have in our Pesach Seder now, is it? Now, nowadays, and the reason why is because we don't have carbonos, of course. So in place of this, we have our question, which is, Kulano um, Misubin, why is everyone reclining? Um, normally we are Yoshvinu Misubin. People sit or recline as they choose, but today everyone is reclining. Um, and finally, Shebuchol Halelos Anu Matbilin Pamachas. The gears we have in front of us is that on all nights we dip just once. But tonight we're dipping twice. Now, the Gemara asks, wait a second. It's, although it is true that the way they would eat is with tibul, with dipping foods in, um, so therefore that's not that wouldn't be a question at all. The question is the dipping of the vegetables, and it's not normal that they dip vegetables at all. So the question, and the, therefore the Gemara changes the, the words, the Mishnah, slightly. So it should read not matbilan um, pamachas, but Ein anu matbilin, we don't dip afilu pamachas even once. Dipping vegetables, we don't do even once. But tonight, but tonight, 
we're do, doing dipping twice, which is especially um, peculiar. And those are the four questions that we, the child will be prompt to ask. Lefi dato shall ben avimalamdo. And the father then will now respond to the child, teaching him about the significance of the Tzitzis Misraim and the Sipur um, in a way that's appropriate to that child and his ability to understand. Matchil beganus umesayim b'shevach. The story we're going to tell, and the, it must start by um, recalling the the lowliness, the disgrace the, that the Jews started, the position from which they started, umesayim, and we complete the story b'shevach with praise. Obviously, disgrace and praise are not antonyms, they're not opposites, but the point is we reflect on the one hand how far, how lowly we started, and therefore how far we've come thanks to Hashem, and therefore we're we praise and are grateful to Hashem for saving us from that lowly place from which we came. Now, what lowly place are we talking about? That's a machlokus between the Amoraim, Rav, and Shmuel. According to Rav, we're talking about um, the, our origins um, right, with Terach, Avram's father, and, and on from uh, Avodah Zarah. Our ancestors were idol worshippers, and that's the lowly place from which we've come. And according to Shmuel, it's that Avadim Hayinu, we were originally slaves to Egypt, to Paro in Egypt, and we were rescued from that. So then that means that the Shevach that we're going to give, according to Shmuel, is that we were liberated and emancipated from being servants and slaves to being free men and women. And according to Rav, since the starting point is that we were Avadim Hayinu, so then the Shevach is, and Hashem now has taken us to be his Amhanivchar, his chosen people, the special mission and special relationship with Hashem, um, which we can achieve through our relationship with Hashem and the adherence to the Torah. So that's the Machlokas. As I'm sure you know, in the Pesach Seder, as we have it now in our Haggadah, both Rav and Shmuel are, um, their approaches are reflected. We do both mention both of those um, Gnuyos as well as the Shevach for both of those elements. Um, there are those who learn that Rav and Shmuel will never disagree with either of those two things, that they're both essential to mention both the Vodazara element and the servitude the, of this element. And the question is just which comes first, and to the extent that's the case, so then we pass like Shmuel, because we certainly start with Avadim Hayinu, we start out with the point that we were servants, slaves, to Paro, and then we, we go from there. Finally, it says, Vidoresh me'arami ovid avi, we will darshan the psukim, those four psukim, or five psukim, that's, that start with the phrase, Rami Ovid Avi, Ajigmo Kol Parsha Kula, until we finish the whole section. This is referring to in Kitavo, we have some psukim that we recite as part of the the fulfillment of the mitzvah of Bikurim, Bishle Musa, as it should be done if you're Kore, not just maybe, but also Kore. So you're going to recite these psukim, which start with Rami Ovid Avi. My father, um, we came, we, we escaped just with our, barely with our lives in our. Yaakov did when he fled from Lavan. That's a simple shot. Um, and we end up ending up in Egypt. Hashem saves us um, through miracles and wonders and then um, gives us the Torah and brings us to Yisrael, fulfilling the promise to Avram Yitzhak and Yaakov. So that story um, is a story about Hakaras Atov, and it really it, it's placed as when one brings Bikurim, the first fruits that he has in Eretz Yisrael, so that's sort of the culmination of this 400-year process, the promises that were given to the Avos, and that were ultimately fulfilled 
through these miraculous turns of events, and an expression of Hashem's love for us, and the culmination of that is our dwelling in the land of Israel and bring it to its fruition, literally, and having fruits to eat from and bring us Bikurim. And that's the story and where it comes from. And because the nature of the Haggadah, a major element of it, is the the expression of Akar Satov and the Shevach, as I just explained, so that's what we're saying here, that the Seder will end with the Shevach of this expression of our appreciation to Hashem for what He's done for us, but that Shevach and that Hakara Satov, that recognition of what Hashem has done for us, requires sort of this global, large, large perspective. As far as the words Arami Ovid Avi, um, it literally either means an Aramean, meaning someone from Aram, that's like uh, modern-day Syria and Egypt and uh, Iraq is, um, he, he tried to kill my father, and the word isn't tried, literally means, uh, I guess, killed my father, or destroyed my father. So if you translate Ovid as destroyed, so you have to understand that, of course, he didn't literally destroy him, um, but that he sought to destroy him, and kind of be based on the principle that um, when a Gentile seeks to do something bad, but actually doesn't achieve his ends, he still is ascribed the bad deed as if he did it. Ibn Ezra doesn't like that at all. He says doesn't, Ovid doesn't mean that. It means Ovid, like from much like Holech Ibud, getting lost, and it means something like my father was a lost Aramean um, before he was found by Hashem, so to speak. Again, reference to Yaakov. Um, whatever the case, we're starting in that lowly place of being the oppressed and the people who have lost their way, and ultimately we are redeemed and liberated and have found the way to Hashem. So that is that is the uh, the heart of the Shevach, and that happens at the end of the Pesach Seder, and although um, by then people are usually rushing, essentially in a way that is like an essential or maybe really an essential component as you see from the mission here of the Pesach Seder appreciating those that process of redemption and Hakar Satov and Shevach to Hashem.